0: Hey, welcome again everyone to Mad Bros Media Zoom Podcast, the latest medium in the Mad Bros Media saga. Today, our special guest is director, writer, producer, choreographer, Harry Mavermichalas. His latest project, Olympia, gives us a very in-depth look at one of the greatest actresses of all time, Olympia Dukakis. A few days ago, I chatted with Harry about being a filmmaker and what it was like working on the film. Here's that conversation. Hey, this is Patrick with the Mad Bros Media Zoom show and podcast. Our special guest today is Harry Mavro-McAllis, director, writer, and producer of a new documentary on Oscar-winning actress Olympia Dukakis, Simply Called Olympia. This documentary is a fly on the wall, day in the life. Look at this legendary woman. How are you doing today, Harry?
1: I'm great, Patrick. It's good to
0: be here. That's good. How you been hanging out with the COVID? Been at home a lot or just going out with the mask?
1: Yeah, going out with the mask. Um, I just got my vaccine two days ago. It's mm. uh, Johnson and Johnson one vaccine. So
0: Oh good. I've yeah. had the other, the FIFA and the Madeira, but uh I I didn't know the Johnson Johnson was out already.
1: Yeah, and just one. So I'm done. Oh, wow.
0: Good, yeah. good. So this is a wonderful documentary. I, I had a chance to watch it the other night and it's spectacular. I mean, if you really want to know about Lippy, you should watch this, this movie. And uh, so um, I wanted to ask you, and I asked this to our other guest that was on previously because he was a musician and then he turned into a filmmaker. What was the inspiration from going to a choreographer, professional dancer, into filmmaking?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a great yeah, question, Patrick. But yeah. um, it literally was by accident.
0: Mm-hmm. I, got,
1: I, was, I went to NYU with my, uh, one of my dancers uh, from mm-hmm. my dance company because we were both interested in doing our master's in uh, choreography. And we went to the department, made an appointment, and did not like it so she, we were, you know, the building where it's like the dance and the film department are all in the same building. And Mm -hmm. she said, well, you know, since we're here, I want to go and check the film department. And I said, okay, I'll just come by, you know, I'll come with you. So I went and I just sat there and this woman was talking about the film department and telling us what it entails. And I was like, I was drooling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. There's a way to learn how to make films. Like in my mind, I thought it was like, Filmmakers came like from Mars and then they came to yeah. Earth and they made their films and then they left again. That, you know, So I said to her, I said, uh, you know, I'd love to have an application. And she said, uh, well, the application is on November 30th. And I remember that because my birthday is November 30th. And mm. she said, and it's in two weeks. There's no way you're going to be able to do the application because it's really extensive. And I was like, well, just give it to me. <laughs> you know, mm. I'll see what I can do. So I went home for two weeks. I did not leave the house. And oh. on my birthday, I went at like 4:45 p.m., and I went into her room. Susan Carnival was her name. And I said, "Susan, here's the application." She's like, "Oh my God, you you did it!" I said, "Yeah, I gave my application. Forgot about it. Literally, like I did, I didn't even think of it because I had my dance company. There was plenty of work to be d- done. And then a couple of months later, I got a phone call that I." they wanted to see me for an interview. Mm. So I got really excited. I went to the interview. I thought I I fucked up the interview. I thought I did so bad. Um, And then literally a few weeks later, they called me and they said that I was accepted. And my mom was visiting at that Mm. moment from Cyprus. She was staying with me um, because we were, uh, I was trying to get her recipes. So we're like doing like a recipe book with my mom. And uh, you know, after the excitement of getting in to mm-hmm. NYU, um, I said to her, I said, mom, I, like, I've been working on my dance company for about seven, eight years now. We just started to be like, get known, like people know our name. Is it wise to give up that and start a new career at like 35 years old? And she said, um, how many people apply at NYU? And I said, about mm-hmm. a thousand. And she said, and "How many people do they accept?" And I said, "36." And she's like, "Are you stupid?"
0: <laughs> and
1: I was like, "But I didn't want to give up dance." Mm-hmm. So I kept my dance company for the first 2 years mm-hmm. while I was in film school full-time. I wasted away, lost so much weight. I had, you know, I wasn't sleeping. It was awful. Mm-hmm. So then 2 years into the program, I had to make a decision and I basically you know, left dance and wanted to film. So it literally, it was just by chance. Mm. I never wanted to be a filmmaker. I never even knew that I could be a filmmaker.
0: And so well, it's always something, if you try something new, like I've, I've been cooking all my life, but now I've been recently baking. And I it's a, it's a miracle because everything I bake is, just comes out perfectly. So it's like, <laughs> I never thought I could be. Even I've asked people, I've asked me, do you want to come work for my restaurant? It's like, oh, I'm... I don't think I have the, the have that much talent, but, you know, I could. Listen, but it's, it's, just, it's just, you know, if you try something new and it works, you know, and obviously with lippy it works.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say for yeah. you, like, baking is a talent. Like, uh-huh, yeah. you know, if, if your stuff is coming out, then you have it.
0: Yeah. So uh, when I was researching you, I noticed that your production company is called Dead Famous. What's the story behind that?
1: Well, the, no, it's, it's or or, an,
0: or is it is it just a production company?
1: It was a production company, which oh. is no more. Um, okay, it wasn't for the film, but it was like this joke of like um, I like the expression, you know, you know, someone is like dead famous, like they're dead ah. famous. I,
0: and, uh, I thought, I thought it was, there was kind of a cool story behind, it, but
1: no, 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 no. 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 Wow.
0: <laughs> so, getting on to Olympia, what was? Uh, Like first meeting Olympia, the first impression of her and first impression of you from her point of view.
1: Well, the first time, I mean, I, she was supposed to teach at NYU uh, Mm -hmm. when I was going to school on my third year. And I got into, you know, I I signed up for her class. They only took like, I think, eight students. Mm -hmm. And uh, a week before classes started, it was canceled. And I was like devastated because she's, been you know as a Greek American you know as a Greek mm, American yeah. you know she's like been my icon forever mm. and um I um I had a production company that mm. famous productions <laughs> yeah. in in Cyprus mm. where it was a non-profit and we would bring theater and dance shows to Cyprus and I had just started doing film workshops where I would invite you know people in from New York to come to Cyprus and teach producing writing whatever you know um and so I was like, well, why don't I invite Olympia to come to Cyprus and teach? Mm-hmm. So I went through my department. They put me in contact with her uh, personal assistant and I sent him an email of what my idea and three days later she called. And I remember where I was when the mm-hmm. phone run was an unknown number and I pick it up and it says, hello, Harry, this is Olympia Dukakis. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fainted and, like, somebody had to, like, revive me. Like, oh, you know wow. her voice is and, you know. Mm-hmm. So we arranged to meet and we met at a Starbucks on, um, near her place in, in Manhattan. And, uh, you know, I walk in and there she was. You know, like, it's, mm. it's like Rose. It's like, you know,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, all these characters that I've known her in. and And uh, very simple very, you know, charming, funny. Um, I was I was starstruck, you know, at that moment. And I told her what I wanted to do. She said, you know, and I said, I don't have the money. I just want to see if you're interested so I can go out and find the money. And she said, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm definitely interested. And, uh, you know, later on, she told me that she thought I was full of shit. And I said, why did you think that? And he says, well, you're Greek, you know, and us Greeks are full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, I I went in and it was very easy to find the money when you go to Cyprus and you're like, I have Olympia Dukakis who wants to come and teach a workshop. Mm. It was, yeah, we had support and then we went to Cyprus and that's when our friendship Mm. started, you know, uh, what do you call it? developed
0: yeah developed yeah now i i read that uh it took like several years years for her to get uh on board with the film what was it that convinced her to finally say yes yes
1: yeah um so we were friends for about a year when I, before i had the idea to do this documentary and uh when I pitched it to her, mm. I thought it was like this, br- like, but, but that time for me to be ready to say something, I already like sold it to myself. And I thought it was mm. like a brilliant idea. Mm. And I went there with excitement. And I said, you know, this is my idea. Do you want to, you know, we should do this. And she just turned around really calm. And she said, no, Harry, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this. Mm. And I was like shocked. I didn't expect her to say no. So, you know, I put my tail, you know, (laughs) an expression like under my legs and went home and I, you know, came back a week later and I was like, listen, Olympia, like this is a great opportunity for you. Like this is going to be your legacy film. This is going to be, you know, you're going to be back in the spotlight. Um, She's like, nope, not interested. Every week, once a week I would go and I would like, give her a reason why she should do it. Mm. You know, the typical, what we call nowadays, mansplaining to her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why she should be doing this uh, film. Yeah. So three months later, nothing, right? So mm-hmm. I, I had decided that this was not going to happen. And um, I went to her apartment and I said, okay, fine. We're not going to do it. I'm not going to push anymore. But, you know, I just wanted you to know that Really, the only reason I wanted to do this is that, is that if I do this documentary, I'm going to get to spend more time with you. And she just turned around and she said, okay.
0: Oh, that's I all can do, I, I can Spend time for, with you.
1: <laughs> I, can, I can do it for that reason, she said. And what you realize, what I realize, is that, she, you know, she smells shit from a mile away. Uh-huh. You know? And the moment that, she, you know, I was able to become vulnerable and real Mm -hmm. with myself about why I wanted to make this film Mm -hmm. that um, she connected to that. And that's how she connects with people in general. She connects with, you know, real people and real situations. She doesn't want any of the, you know, having a documentary about her means nothing, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, having a connection with somebody who wants to have a connection with her was good enough for her. Yeah. That's how it happened.
0: Wow yeah that o- that opening shot i was like wow i mean that's I, the whole movie she's just so raw and and bold and this truthful but that opening shot where you have her like the cameras were literally close up on her face to chew and go with no makeup or anything was that shot your idea or the cameraman's idea
1: well we've i mean listen some remember- you
0: know some actresses they don't want the camera like right on their face when they're not and no, make everything
1: you know i wanted a close-up and, and for that specific mm-hmm. shot um i had seen it from the um, the monitor of the camera mm-hmm. and, and there was this beautiful color mm-hmm. like a greenish purple oh,
0: yeah.
1: um it's because she lived in that hotel for you know a couple of weeks so we uh-huh. had we able to play around with different angles and all that stuff whenever she would get in the elevator and um yeah yeah,
0: it's a it's a really good shot. I was just sh- I'm I'm just shocked that some someone like her would have that in her face, but yeah. it, it works. It works.
1: It, it totally. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't care. You know, that's she's one, never one, ever, one of the
0: scenes that stands out when I watch that. I say, wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to open the film with that because it's kind of for me it was like you're gonna enter and really get some details on this person. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I, I didn't want to be a long shot. I didn't want to, I wanted you to know from the get go that you're in for a an intimate journey.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing I wanted to know is uh off camera was she still the same or did what she did she sometime maybe kind of act just because she knew the camera was rolling and she wanted to put on the show or was she just natural and she didn't even pay attention to the camera. Um I mean like there's was no she real, there, was was there times where she was real and when it was time to oh, go there's a camera let me put on a different face.
1: You know, you know how sometimes like we even do it ourselves we have like a personality for our uh-huh. friends, we have a personality for our you know, work people. Mm. I've never seen like a two personality from Olympia. Olympia is always Olympia. Yeah. And I you know, I think Perhaps when she was younger and she owned a theater and she had to go out and, mm-hmm. you know, ask for money and grants and all that stuff, maybe there was a, a different work Olympia. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at 80 years old with her success, I think she came to a point where she was like, I am who I am and I'm just yeah. going to be that. So there was never I mean, there's some we have some like behind the scenes where mm-hmm. uh, she would do something uh, funny. When yeah. the camera wasn't rolling, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, Olivia, this is hysterical!" She's and she's like, "Hey, you want me to do it again? I'm an actress. I can do it again."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's it's just her.
0: Yeah. And some of the subject matter, you kind of caught her off guard. I think one once when you're talking asking her about death, and then about you know her sexuality and Louis' sexuality, <laughs> she kind of like <laughs> thought there for a minute, you know. Yeah, it,
1: you know, I the thi- the whole thing with death and aging, you know, yeah.
0: I'm, you know,
1: we're all getting we're all going to get old, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm all, I'm always very curious about what do older people think about that? Are they afraid? Are they, you know, are they okay with it? So in that specific moment, she was in Los Angeles. She had just got almost got killed in that in where the truck almost hit her, right? Yeah. She had the black eye, yeah, uh, yeah, broken hand, and that was another thing that she allowed us to film. But I you thought, didn't use it. Oh no,
0: no, it's in there. It's in. The oh film. no, but the, you didn't catch the accident, right?
1: No, no, she was a, She okay. was leaving from a, another oh, okay. rehearsal in New York. You know, so she ended up in the hospital. I had no idea. I oh, went to right. her house. Wow. Literally, you know, the next day, so we could plan the trip because two days later we would both be on the same flight. Mm-hmm. Um, to Los Angeles. And I walk in and she's like a mess. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought she was going to cancel either her trip to Los Angeles mm-hmm. or saying you can't film anymore. You know, I don't want people to see me like this. Mm-hmm. But she never did. Um, so we go to Los Angeles. She was a mess psychologically. I think that it was such a traumatic experience of nearly getting killed um, that... She couldn't get comfortable with herself, mm. and I think her mental. She she was very fragile, and I thought it would be a good time to you know when 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 I'm when I asked her, it was like you know, with the, with one hand she's breaking like her pills and her vitamins and you know mm. trying to drink them, and I thought you know this is a I think it's a good opportunity, and it and it, ended up being a good opportunity because she just, opened up. Um, mm. And the, thing is the same thing with sex. Sex, we were in Cyprus. Hmm. She had an, um, you know, she went to Cyprus to do this show, um, yeah. and her co-star got hit by a car and uh, broke her hip. So the show was canceled. And it ended up that they were going to have her do Rose, her one-woman show. Yeah. So, but she was there for two months from the day of the accident till the day of the show with not much to do. So she, for the first time in her life, she had time to go out, have fun, or think about work. Um, and so she was happy. And what do you, you know, and I was like, you know what, let's talk about the sex. Yeah. So I didn't know how she was going yeah. <laughs> to react. And it was like, oh, my God, this woman, like, I had no idea yeah. how sexual she was. And, you know, telling me that she she was the queen of one night stands and
0: and she made a little joke at the end about it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, About the prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was there anything uh off off the table to talk, discuss?
1: Yeah. There was uh w- when she said yes to me, let's mm. do this. Uh she said the only thing you don't have access to is my kids. Mm. Um and I said uh it's fine. I don't I don't Really need your kids. It would have been nice to have them, but you know, no kids. Um eventually, uh, a year and a half later, she uh I finished the trailer what we were gonna use for fundraising. Mm -hmm. And for one and a half years we've been filming and she had no idea what this thing looks like. So we you know, I went to her apartment and you know, she sat down with Louie and I put the computer in front and pressed play on the trailer and uh, Finished. And then Louis said, oh, can I, can I see that Can I watch it again? And uh, we put it on again, finished it. Louis had, like, all these questions about, oh, my God, what are you doing? How would you do this? Da, da, da. How long is it going to take? And Olympia all of a sudden turns to me, and she's like, oh, my God, Harry. Like, this is so beautiful. She had tears in her eyes, and she said, this is so beautiful. Like, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but this is not it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she said, "But, but you, you don't have my kids. You don't have my family." Mm-hmm. And I, I started laughing, and I was like, "Olympia, but you didn't want me to have your family." She said, "No, no, 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 no. This has to change. This has to change. We're gonna. I'm gonna call my kids, and if they want to do it, I think they should." So, yeah. yeah, she reached out to them. She has three kids. Her two sons yet said yes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then her daughter said no.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but her grandkids were in it though.
1: Yes, the grandkids were fun. Yeah.
0: So there's, I I read there's like 300 hours of footage. Almost. Was there was there any pieces that you wish he had put in? And when it comes on Blu-ray finally, will there be an extended cut? Uh,
1: I would love if I could do that. It all depends with like time and and money. Um, but oh my god, I mean, there's so much. There's so much that, I mean, there's also all the, like, fun behind-the-scenes stories of things that happen in Steel Magnolias and, and you mm. know, Moonstruck, you know, and, um, you know, the director slapping Nicolas Cage uh, and, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you know, defending Julia Roberts in, in Steel Magnolias because uh-huh. the director was treating her like shit. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, you know, another story with, with Shirley MacLaine.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: yeah. So there was a lot of this stuff that I was like, oh, my God, you know, but it just didn't fit with the story. You know, yeah. there were fun yeah. stories, funny stories, but it just... Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, like, some other, uh, you know, Louis, for example, um, you know, she talks in the film how she... I asked her about regrets, and she talks mm-hmm. about... Um, she regretted not being a better mother. And one of the things that I don't have in the film is the circumstances of what happened that affected her not being a great mother, which was um, Louis was coming back from a show that he was doing on Broadway, Mm. got into a car, a really bad car accident, almost died. And he was in bed for four years. Mm. Now Louis was the moneymaker. He would do commercials um, on television, and he would do commercial mm-hmm. work, so that brought a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Olympia was like the theater actress, so you know theater has no money. And all of a sudden, you know, they have a mortgage, they have three kids. Yeah. Um, she had to go out and basically get three jobs to try wow. and make it work. So she had a thing on the fridge that you had to sign in as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball practice, fourth. Or third. If you didn't write that, it wasn't going to happen. No. So. I, you know, I, that was really important. But again, I didn't have the right footage um, that made it work. So I, I left it out. So that's one of the scenes that I wish I had,
0: you know, included. Uh-huh. Did you any, uh, have any stories about dad?
1: Yeah, there were stories. There were definitely stories about dad. There was a lot of stories about dad. And yeah. it's funny. Um, it's
0: one of my um, favorite movies I heard. <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. The, no, not her dad. I mean, the movie with her and Jack Lemon and oh, Ted Dancing. Yeah. Yes, I
1: actually wanted to use, I had a yeah. scene from dad in the film.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But the way that, um, I don't know if you know fair use, like you can, a, a documentarian can uh, use scenes for free if uh-huh. they're related to your subject. But not only that, if they move your narrative forward. Uh huh. And it was, I was told that the scene from dad wasn't doing that. And oh. would have to like buy, you know, buy the rights and no. it was really expensive. So we just cut it. But yeah, I love that film. I yeah. love like her, her scene with Ted Danson. Yeah. Like, getting on the table and like slapping. Yeah, that was,
0: that was pretty good. Yeah. 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 And she was always fighting with uh, Kevin Spacey in the movie. <laughs> I don't know if it was off camera, but in the movie, yeah, she didn't like him that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she had, I think, her and Jack Lemon had to use prosthetics to make them look even older.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. I, I mean, even in her one woman show, Rose, which mm. you see a little bit of the uh, light rehearsal in the film, mm-hmm. she she was eighty years old already. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be eighty, and every night she would make herself look older. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and yeah.
0: The think there's a shot where she was putting. To make out the make of the really older. Yeah, lines and... Yeah. 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 Now as a, a, a film director of this movie, you had a lot of hats. You had writer, producer, director, of course. Um, is that a challenge to do on something like this or is that a blessing because you have control of everything in the film?
1: Oh my God, I am not a control freak.
0: Okay. Well, I love, as, as far I as, love, as like... As far as, I'm not saying you control freak, but uh, like, you know, you have control of this film where nobody can say what what to edit or what to do or, you know. Oh, yeah,
1: listen. Yeah. No, I mean,
0: this, you know, the reason that
1: I have two writers, you know, mm. I, I've added my editor as a writer in the mm. film is because, I you know, I wasn't going there and telling him what to do. Like, we worked on it together. So yeah. it was a collaborative You know, now, am I happy that, you know, and I had producers and consult, you know, consultants Mm. who would give our, you know, opinions. So you need all that. I did 15 screenings, test screenings, where we would invite people that we knew and we would ask them to bring random people in the room that we didn't know to give feedback. And that's how we built the film little by little. So Mm. I need all that stuff. Uh, I think for a film to be successful, you have to have feedback um i wish i had the ability to just direct where you know i direct and then i sit with the editor to do that stuff but i don't have to worry about you know producing like selling the film distribution
0: yeah blah blah
1: blah blah. but when you're a an independent production you kind of like have to do it and so I mean, I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much. I can go into a university and teach a master class or a master mm-hmm. course on documentary filmmaking wow. you know, in every aspect of mm-hmm. uh, production and post-production. But would I want this for all my films? No,
0: yeah.
1: no, I don't. And there's so many ideas. There's so many things I want to do. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, this is, this is my ninth year mm-hmm. in this, on this film. You know, we shot for three years, we edited and raised money for four, and mm-hmm. then a year of film festivals, and then now we're in, like, the distribution mode. We were supposed to have a theatrical release in March of 2020, mm-hmm. you know, which that didn't happen for all yeah. these reasons. Um, and then we had to figure out what to do when no one knew what COVID meant and what the industry would look like. So for a couple of months, like March, April, May, We were all just like sitting at home going, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Um, And um, then we figured out that we, no one will give us any answers. So we just have to try things. And um, again, a very rewarding experience.
0: Do I want it again? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. There was some really sweet moments with Olympia and um, Louie, like the, you know, sit sitting there eating an apple or they're talking to the Siri. Um, I, I looked at the end and I remember there's a, there a, a dedication to him. Did he pass away before or after um, the filming was done?
1: Well, after the filming was done, before no. the finished film um, was ready. Wow. But, because I knew of his failing uh, health, yeah. I would sit with him and I would show him little mm-hmm. scenes because he, he at that time he didn 't have a he couldn 't sit for an hour and a half like he yeah. would fall um, so you know we 've spent time together. i 've spent time with him where he he would see stuff and and he was so he was such a warm individual and full of love mm. and uh, and you know he also liked to gossip and uh, yeah. talk to people so he would all, always have questions for me and how was this and how was it working with that person and da, 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 da. so i've you know as sad as i was for that on our opening night at doc nyc mm. olympia wasn't s- sitting with louis mm. um i was happy that he was so involved and you know yeah and that we captured him because, you know, my initial cut uh, had Olympia and Louis' re- relationship in the mm-hmm. film. But I hadn't put their working relationship for whatever reason. Like, it escaped mm-hmm. me, you know. And uh, I remember one of the screenings, the test screenings, I was like, wait a minute. Like, they have, like, such a huge body of work. They work together for, like decades like yeah. where's that so i was like i called my editor i was like well we gotta get back into the yeah. studio You have to like bring that up so yeah. i'm i'm really thankful that you know I, I feel like when you watch this film on olympia you really get to see louis as well mm.
0: yeah and i was watching and i was like it's like who do i who who does he remind me of like i've seen him before and then i like, oh yeah he was Paul Reiser's dad and mad about you. <laughs> that's yep. I remember him from. Yep. I seen him in like I seen him in commercials here and then I seen him like in one of the Muppet movies I remember back in Muppet the day. In Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. So
1: Hitler yeah. on the Roof.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's done a lot of films.
0: Uh, so if you had the chance to do another documentary, who would you want to do another docu- big documentary on? Is there someone in mind he's like, Oh, I would I would like to, you know spend some time with this person
1: you know i i love people Mm -hmm. that can be real with you Mm -hmm. you know like um you know maybe someone like francis mcdormand
0: yeah wow
1: um like i think that would be a fascinating uh subject um Yeah. yeah like someone like her i would say
0: yeah she's she's great i love her
1: yeah, where where you know it is, you kind of like see what you get, but you also like with Olympia. As soon as you start peeling that onion, it's like, oh my god, there's a wealth of stuff that I had no idea about. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, Why don't you tell us about her? Your latest uh, project, Yankee Restraint.
1: Well, Yankee Restraint is a is my second documentary. It is. Mm very much like Olympia in the sense that it's cinema verite. We follow them with the camera. There's very little talking heads. And it's about um, a gay couple mm. um, who've been together for 30 years. And the, the, the film will start, it hasn't been edited, but it will start, I think, um, when House Beautiful, which is a national home decor magazine in the States, mm. Is going to Dallas to shoot their apartment because there's this they're both fabulous. One is a painter, the other one is an interior decorator. All their homes have been featured in like national magazines.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we capture this photo shoot, you know, and it's fun. Um, um and in the middle of the photo shoot, we find out that they're gonna be evicted
0: no, from no. their
1: apartment mm-hmm. because they don't have any money. So it is like it's kind of like the facade and the reality, um, and it's a relationship piece. You know, they, you know, they have been together thirty five years. You know, a lot longer than most straight couples. <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like love, but also dysfunction. So yeah, it's 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 a relationship piece, but it's also extremely funny. Uh, because they themselves are are really like, you know, self-deprecating and and just hysterically funny. And I think that was the reason that I wanted to tell that story was that, you know, you, I think if you, if you go into something through humor, it becomes more poignant rather than just like extreme sadness and feeling sorry for yourself or. So, yeah, it's, we we've shot 90% of the footage. Cool. And uh, as soon as I'm done with Olympia, we have to start raising money uh, for editing.
0: Oh wow! So, is there anybody famous in it, or are we just using are you using like fresh, brand new actors and actresses?
1: No, this is a documentary.
0: Oh, a documentary. Okay, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So oh, there's, oh, okay. No, there's no one, uh, no one famous. All right. Would you
0: like to shoot a feature film one day?
1: I'm right, You know, I'm writing my. Uh, Right now, my first feature.
0: Okay. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Can you give us a little hint of what it's about?
1: We're um, just keep
0: it, in the, keep it in the wraps for now.
1: <laughs> yeah, keeping in the wraps for now.
0: Cool. All right. <laughs> Another show. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for your time, Harry.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. It's been
0: great talking to you. Uh, Libya is out now on demand on Apple TV, Fandango Now, Google Play, and VMO On Demand. Also, check out the site. OlympiaTheFilm.com And there you have it. I want to thank Harry Bever McAllis for taking the time to chat with us. Stay tuned for more Zoom shows and backtrack episodes. Again, this has been Patrick with the Mad Bros Media Zoom Podcast.